Welcome to the Review with Joy and Company, featuring conversations with best-selling authors as well as the hottest reviews with the authors you choose. We're inspiring the world through Christian literature. Stay logged on. We'd like to know, what are you reading? the review i'm joy as always i am delighted to be in the midst of your company well it's marvelous monday where we bring you insightful conversations with authors of faith-based literature we provide a platform for writers who seek to enrich their readers through their work so if you're looking for inspiration motivation or simply a really good read Stay connected to the review and discover the transformative power of faith-based literature. Tonight, I'm really excited because we are in the midst of mighty fine company. Seated to your right, my left, is Pastor Michael C. Norman, and he comes to us, but we'll be talking about his book, 12 Things that ruin relationships. Now, it's interesting title, and, it, and it's really even more interesting that we're reviewing this title doing what? The National Love Week, you know, oh. those Cupid, draw back <laughs> your bow kind of thing. I love that, how the books have been just in sync with what's going on. It makes it very, very relevant. You know what? Before we jump into the stream tonight, let's say hello to Rose Lewis. Hello, everyone. And Rosemary Legrand. Hello, everyone. It's a delight to be in the midst of your company again this evening. I was reading up on our featured author tonight, and I saw, um, I think it was an insert on some of his work on the back of his book, and I thought it was so appropriate that he said, the most important currency in the world aside from money, that is, is relationships. And we live in a society where we often confuse what we do with what we are. I love this book because it, it's, it's simplistic and it touches on some beautiful and relevant aspects that we have to pay attention to to have a successful relationship, whether it's a, a intimate relationship on a lover standpoint, whether it's a relationship with family men, members or coworkers, you're going to find principles here that apply to all walks of life. Our guest has been in ministry for over 35 years. He and his wife pastor a church out of Florida. Is that right? It is. And yes. hopefully you'll learn more about him tonight because without further ado i want to present to you reverend michael c norman thank you thank yeah. you for that introduction i yeah. feel honored <laughs> to be here amongst these lovely ladies on tonight and uh so glad you guys have joined us online so i'm excited about the conversation we are too let's you get us started by giving us a little snippet about 12 things that ruin relationships Okay, so 12 Things That Ruin Relationship is actually the text, but the subtext is what really speaks to the issue because the subtext says it's a guide to knowing when it's safe to love. And so many times, you know, people, uh, we talk about love in a almost safe 
fanciful sort of way. You know, we let uh, Hollywood and Disney World and through Cinderella, Snow White, and it kind of dictates to us to know whether or not we're in love. You know, my heart is pitter-pattering and or I get sweaty palms. And I'm saying that, well, that that's not necessarily the telltale signs of love. That could be heartburn. It could be a heart attack. <laughs> so you, you can't go simply by physical attributions as to how you respond to a person's persona. So the issue of love is a much more significant and deeper issue. Why was it important for you to um, teach and give us these 12 things for such a time as this? Well, again, when you look up at the statistics concerning divorce, the divorce rate is at about 60 to 70 percent, and that's in the secular world. But that's almost to be expected. But when you look at the sacred world, mm. uh, the, the kingdom, as some would say, uh, it's right about the same percentage. Yes. So what is happening is that I believe that, that we have not understood what love actually is. Now, we know John 3.16, for God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, but what does it mean and how is it applicable to, to individuals? How do I know when I'm in love? Do I fall in love? Well, I I submit that anytime you fall, it's not a good thing, right? (laughs) So the issue of love is not whether or not you can uh, keep your equilibrium. It's an issue of knowing, and I I draw it from the text, uh, the love, I call it the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13, and it tells us what love is, patient, kind, enduring, forgiving, not keeping record of wrongdoings, and all that sort of thing. So it dawned on me that, wait a minute, then love is not an emotion it's a decision you have to decide based on the the prescribed uh the itemized issues where god says if you're going to love you're going to have to be Mm long-suffering you're going to have to be willing to forgive you're going to have to be willing to, to not keep a record of every time and everything that somebody's ever done wrong against you because it's difficult to to embrace your future while embracing your past Yes. So again, uh, without going into you know, pastors, we can go on. I'll have <laughs> I have three closings on you before you know it. But well, that's but, uh, okay because yeah. we love what you're saying and it's mm. really touching to heart. Rose, do we have to say hello to anyone? Yes, and I was just about to say, uh, you know, I feel honored because Pastor Norman has been my pastor. Yes. Oh, that's and, right. And uh, uh, it's a privilege having Thank him here you. with me again. And I look at myself and I look at what I do now. And I can attribute it to him giving me a start just with announcements on Sunday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have my little snippets I'd do. And he always gave me an opportunity. And uh, I haven't done what he told me yet about taping myself and doing that book. But I'm going to get oh, it done. Okay. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> yeah. But Jana Lewis Perez says, hello, team, and Pastor Norman. Hi. Hi, Jana. <clears throat> and Dennis Morgan who was also one of our members at the time, says, hello, Joint Company, Christian Literary. Thank you. Thank you guys for jumping in the stream with us tonight. We're really happy to have you. And we're visiting with Pastor Michael C. Norman. We're talking about his book, 12 Things That Ruin Relationships, A Guide to Knowing When It's Safe to Love. No telling where this conversation is going to go because that is just an open field. How did you narrow it down to discuss just 12 things? Uh, That's a very good question because it's literally more than 12 things. 
but uh, I, I may have tapped into uh, uh, one of your, your panels here, uh, <laughs> Spirit, because she likes 12, too. <laughs> That's so. true. I do. We all know who that is. <laughs> so that may be the issue. But, I, but, but I, I was thinking about that on the way here earlier. I was thinking, yeah, why 12? But then I thought it's kind of like Forrest Gump, when, you know, when Forrest begins to run and run and run and run and everybody just started running behind him and they're just like, what's the cause? What's the reason? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then all of a sudden he just stops running. And they said, why did you stop? I just wanted to stop. So 12 wasn't a, a, wasn't a goal. It was just one of those things. I just kept writing as ideas and uh, concepts and I started recognizing things in my own life and in my marriage. Uh, shout out to Apostle Francina Norman. Love you, babe. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, and I started noticing those things, and I thought, well, if it helps me, because I've all, I'm like your 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 mission here. I want to empower. I want to impact and have positive impact on society, so that everyone, you know, as the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all ships, no matter what the size. They're all going to rise if we rise together. Well, I'm I going have a question. Go here. right ahead. Jana Lewis Perez says... Hey, Jana. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting out of character. No, that's fine. <laughs> she says, do you think the issue is more that true love didn't exist in the first place and began on wrong foundation, or did the love dissipate over time and shift? Mm, that's a powerful yeah, question. That is. But here's how, here is how I view love. Because, again, you, you I look at the genesis of a thing. So when you talk about love, and, and, and I'm going to speak to it from an African perspective, because uh, quite as it's known, as little as it's known, society began in Africa. So we are the genesis of society and civilization. And as such, they've developed principles concerning how uh, families would interact. So it, when, when it comes to a son or a daughter coming together in some sort of relationship, it was never about, oh, he makes my heart swoon, or I can't sleep at night when I think of her, and uh, just to watch her, she, she, she is the epitome on, of an Adonis of love, and every time I think of her, my, my, I get weak in the knees. That, you know, that's SWV, that's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> but, but the point I'm making is, it's never been an issue of what we've turned it into in a, in a uh, cinematic sort of way. You know, every woman thinks there's a knight in shining armor waiting to come and, and swoop her up or to uh, uh, send up the tower and rescue her from her damsel in distress. Uh, and that's a lot of uh, folklore. And it seeped into our culture and our, to, so, to our society so that everybody thinks that there's somebody out there waiting to rescue them. Uh, when, again, from a cultural standpoint, it's an issue of investigating one another, making sure that I'm not looking for someone, get this now, I'm not looking for someone to complete me. I'm looking for someone who compliments me. Yes. So yes. if you're looking for someone who completes you, then by default you're admitting that there's some deficiency somewhere in your own existence. So it's impossible to go into a relationship at 50-50 and expect to get 100% efficiency and productivity. Wow. That takes things on a totally different level. Rose? Michelle Bankston says, excellent tips. Uh, what I would like to say is I think that the point you made about having a relationship as a friendship initially, 
because if you become a friend with somebody, you you learn to love them. You learn to love them because of their character right. and who they are. Exactly. And it's not based on uh, the emotion or the the sexual appeal or whatever. Yeah. And I think people have misguided and equated love with sex, yeah. but yes. love and sex are not one and the same. They right? are not. Yeah. You know. May I also include uh, on that point that number one, you can't base anything on emotion. You can't make sound decisions based on emotion. Yeah. It has to be done intellectually in, and, and intentionally. It can't be something that sweeps you off your feet. And you. And that's why many people wake up the next morning and they're wondering, who is this that I married? Yes. Because you, you fell in love with the avatar <laughs> rather than <laughs> the person themselves. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're uh, saying. Anytime you meet someone for the first time, we're, going, we're not going to bring ourselves. We're bringing our avatar, the one that looks the, all the right ways, says all the right things. And that's the one we want you to meet. Uh, and that's why in my book, uh, when, when we talk about relationships, it's not the coming together of two individuals. It's the collision of two histories. So I'm not only meeting you, but I'm meeting everyone that shaped your personality, your disposition, and, your, and possibly your dysfunctions. Well, when you look at it from that perspective, um, I understand you're bringing Forrest Gump in him here where you say, run, Forrest, run. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty deep from the beginning. And um, Rosemary, were you getting ready to say I something? I was say from the beginning, you may have touched on that basis already. But you wrote, and Joy did um, expound on that too. You wrote, the most important currency in the world aside from money is a relationship. Yes. Can you explain that to us? Somebody may be listening and saying, okay, I want to know what's so important in a right. relationship as opposed to money. And I don't want people to walk away with the idea that I'm speaking in terms of a love relationship, in terms of romantic. Because if you remember in Genesis, the one thing that God created uh, is Adam and Eve. And he said it is not good when he created Adam. He said it's not good for man to be alone. Yes. Now, we could relegate that to male men. But I like to expand on a little bit more and say mankind. It is not good that mankind be alone. So we were created socialized creatures. Do you not know that whenever the penal system wants to inflict the harshest punishment on the inmates, they don't take them to the guillotine. They don't take them out back and whip them. What they do is put them into isolated confinement yes, so that they are alone by themselves, with themselves alone. And that's the highest level of punishment. So because we were made to be social creatures. Right. We're not made to be codependent, but we're made to be interdependent. Yes, yes. That's really good. Um, Michelle Bankston says, grateful for my husband who compliments me. Jesus completes me. Hey. Oh, that's a great You know, I'm Pentecostal. I might say, hey, glory. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll was, say amen. <laughs> yes. And Stella Alexander says, happy love and romance week trio and guest. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Hi, Stella. Thank you for jumping in the stream with us tonight. Just want to remind you guys that we're visiting with Michael C. Norman. We're talking about his book, 12 Things That Ruin Relationships, A Guide to Knowing When It's Safe to Love. You can visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of this book. And I do want to say this and not mention it mentioning it lightly 
It is a wonderful read. It is an easy read. It is very relatable. It's not a whole bunch of terminology and technical things. It's touching you at the heart and opening your eyes to the why am I single question or why isn't my relationship moving forward question. So it really opens up a lot of boxes that you can check off or further investigate for yourself. You I'm, know what though, Joy? What's that? For me, I've had the husband. Uh-huh. I've done that, that tour. And <laughs> I've had the man in my life. I've done that tour. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now it's just me. So mm. when I went through the book, I looked at it from relationships with friendships. I love that. It helped yes. me evaluate friendships and how people can take you for granted and how you need to value yourself yes. and not let people put you in that position. Yes. Right, That's right. It. That is it. Yesterday, uh, I was in church, and I spoke to that same idea, that, but I spoke to it in, in a kind of a commerce mindset where, uh, you know, if you are a maker of a particular type of good, maybe you bake cakes, and the reason you can't ask for top dollar for your cakes is because you won't pay top dollars for your cake. So that that speaks to your own lack of self-worth and value. Mm -hmm. And as a consequent, you sell yourself short. And then as a result, you get, I call it, since you sell yourself cheap, you attract cheaple instead of people. People who want something for nothing. And as a result, it creates this cycle of dysfunction and your business or your relationships or your, your personal ID never really gets off the ground because you let outside forces determine your inner and your own value. You know, at the very beginning of the book, you address that when you talk about why we meet the same old people Mm -hmm. or person, the same old person in different people, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yes. It's not an issue of different people. Uh, It's not an issue of geography. It's really, you really only meet who you are at at a real Genesis DNA level. You only meet who you are. In other words, you attract, you know, the the same type of people on the inner level. Now, we're we're not talking about superficial. We're talking about down at the DNA level. Yes. And when you understand that, that I need to change, if I want my environment to change, it's not geographical. It's not sociological. It's mental. Because uh, uh, your mindset dictates your assets. Your mentality determines your reality. And so that's why uh, I'm, I'm so given and so passionate about this concept of discovering one's self first. And it's kind of like, I'll give it to you in a, an analogy. When, when I flew into Dallas, one of the things that the, uh, the announcer was saying as we were preparing to take off is he gave us pre-flight information. He says, now sometimes we may hit pockets along the way and the, uh, the cabin may lose pressure. So he says, what, what I want you to do is when that happens, there's a mass that will fall down in front of you. Now, if you have a little one with you, take that mask and put it on the little one. Uh, no, nope, second. He says, put it on yourself first so that you will have the mental capacity to put it on the little one. Because what will happen when the pressure is lost in the cabin, you will experience what is called vertigo, and you won't know you're up from down. So it might sound like it's not politically correct. You should put it on your child first. Well, you can't help your child if you're suffering with vertigo. 
because you won't even know who your child is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, so that's that's kind of the whole idea. If you understand yourself and recognize who you are, Jesus said it this way. Uh, he says, uh, it's not what goes in a man's mouth that defiles him. It's what comes out of his mouth. Because what was happening is that all the Pharisees were criticizing Jesus's, uh, him and his disciples because they didn't wash their hand before dinner. So, you know, they must have been in the South because you got to wash your hands. But, <laughs> so, but, but Jesus' response to them was, it's not what goes in our mouth that defiles us. It's what comes out our mouth that defiles us. In other words, it's not important what people say about us that's important. It's about what we say about ourselves yes. that defiles or, or improves or benefits our lives. Yes. So I'm a very strong proponent of saying something good. I used to irritate my daughter. One of them will n remain nameless because she's <laughs> in the room. But I would tell her to go <laughs> and stand in front of that mirror and say something good about that person. Ah, that's crazy, Dad. You know, I'm not going to be in there talking to my... But, but, but I based it on that principle that what's important is not what Dad says about you. Although it's important, I want to be, you know, I want to be affirming for all of my kids. But what I recognize is more important what they say about themselves. Yes. That's important. Yeah. We have an interactive audience tonight. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Stella Alexander says excellent points. Jana Lewis Perez commented about when you were talking about being in prison. She says they put in solitary confinement, them and four walls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Jacqueline Boston says, good evening. That's good. I'm driving. Jana Lewis Perez says, yes, made to be social. That is why words say where two or more are gathered or come together. Mm-hmm. She also says, I think love principles can speak to love of family and friends as well. How do you express and demonstrate love for others and for oneself? Do we embody the same love principles of 1 Corinthians toward ourselves? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, that's only, I tell you, I met my wife when I was 23. Okay, I'm backtracking. But uh, so I was freshly out of my my parents' home. I didn't know anything about anything. I'm surprised she married me. So <laughs> so, so it's 36 years later. So you know she's been very indulgent with me. But but I didn't know me. And somewhere along the line in our marriage, I was maturating, and I came to the point where I realized, wait a minute, I really don't know who I am. So the greatest prayer that I've ever prayed was. God, can you introduce me to me? That's beautiful. So if I know who I am, then I kn that determines and dictates how I'm supposed to function in this world. But if I don't know, then you're going to meet strangers every day. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, my story is a little different from Rose's. I do still at this point in my life desire to marry. Mm -hmm. I desire marriage. I desire a husband. But there's so m many cliches that come at you just in everyday conversation whether it's with girlfriends or guy friends you know and one of them that really really is a pet peeve of mine is the fact that oh you've been single so long it you know number one everybody is not meant for marriage mm -hmm. and number two you you're so set in your ways you're not going to be able to adjust with a mate, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and that comes at you frequently as a mature or uh, older woman of a particular age. 
Yeah, yeah. And I don't, yeah. you know, it's cool or with men. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But th- so those struggles, they, they come at you, and, and, but, and it's real. How only do we if as you seniors address that? Uh, only if you believe. The Bible says all things are possible, but they're only possible to them that believe. So, again, it goes back to what I was saying about Jesus and the words that are spoken to you or the words that you speak about yourself. You can believe what they say. You're advanced in the age. You're too old to change. Uh, there's, no, there's, you know, something must be wrong. Uh, I really honestly. Oh, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that yeah, one. But, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But the truth of the matter is uh, our world is in a very, very concerning uh, place because uh, men are not the men that they were taught to be in my day. This is a whole generation. Yes. You know, I'm the last of the baby boomers, uh, 1964. So everything after that X, Y, and Z years, uh, each generation kind of erodes the ideologies that we held dear back when we were uh, in the baby boomer era. And mm-hmm. so they're not necessarily the same people. They're not the same mindsets because cultures change, society changes along the way. And so, so I, when it comes to relationship, uh, particularly I, I, my wife's best friend, one of her good friends is some 60 plus and just got married like a year ago. So it's absolutely, it's completely possible. But the whole concept is, I believe once you are satisfied with yourself, I'm going to tell you, uh, men might get mad at me for their brother. Sorry, but I've been out the game, but I'll give one of the secrets away. The one of the, I, dare I say sexy, I know church folk don't like that word, but, <laughs> but, but, but one of the sexiest thing about a woman is the fact that she exhumes such confidence that she does not per se require a man because uh, 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 men are designed as, as haunters, it's, it's just one of the facts of life. If he gets it too easy, and I say this, I'm about to throw this in too, because if a man gets sex, that's not his highest declaration of love. Sex for a man is more recreational than declarative. So he's not declaring his devotion for you because he sleeps with you. It's the woman's highest form of devotion. I'll give you my body as a testament of my devotion but it's not for men it's more biological than it is uh, uh, devotional and because again you have testosterone testosterone build up men it's becomes biological so men that's why I can leave your bed 10 minutes later go to somebody else's house lie with her and 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 have no emotional ties to them whatsoever mm-hmm. that's kind of a fact of life but, but again, going back to the issue of I'm, I'm, I'm advanced in age, I'm a little older, uh, I, and it seems like I'm out of the game, you know, I've kind of, kind of aged out. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. But, but at the same time, if it's kind of an oxymoronic kind of issue because if you, as they say, if you're, you're so thirsty for it, if you make that such a priority, that you do tend to neglect yourself and your own desires because there are things in life you can enjoy uh, have an abundant life with just yourself yeah. you know yes. now what i will do yes. is invite someone to enjoy this life now whether you come or not it's your loss because i'm good you know what i'm saying if you, <laughs> and it's not arrogance it's confidence and that's what 
more sexy, more attractive to a man, even though, uh, you know, you know, we got a lot of women who say, I don't need no man. And that has its impact as well. But we're n I'm not saying that you should take on the mindset, I don't need a man, but, but, but I don't need him in the sense that he makes me who I am. I, I look forward to companionship. Yes. Again, it goes back. I don't look for a man to complete me. I'm looking forward to a man who compliments me, yeah. you know. So yeah. that's a yeah. whole different mindset. Because if you're if you're thirsty, then you're gonna you're gonna wind up All with right thirsty now. men. Well, yeah. you you know yeah. what you are telling you're preaching right now, <laughs> and now I'm sure that there's a whole choir out there that needs to hear this. This is really good stuff, guys. And you can visit us at joyandcompany.org to get a copy of. Reverend Michael C. Norman's book, 12 Things That Ruin Relationships, A Guide to Knowing When It's Safe to Love. I love that you put that word safe, safe in yeah. there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that drew me when I saw the book. And also the cover. You know, it's a beautiful cover. Kudos to you for that. Thank you. Rose, you're looking. You have something? Yeah, a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jacqueline Boston says, God has given me the best. And she also said, I can truly tell you nothing is impossible at 73. Come She's on. She's just recently married about two years ago. Wow. Thank you. Oh, Thank man. you for that yeah. comment. Yeah. And Dennis Morgan says, hello, Pastor Norman. Hey. And he says, love and relationships are bringing two history together, good and bad, learning how to love people right where they are. Yeah. Yes. That's to that, I would say something else that's in i think chapter nine in the book okay. talks about languages oh Rose i, wanted, I to wanted you to bring that yeah. out. i had made yeah. a note about that yeah well because um i like it and i always like to use analogies because it's easier for people to understand uh, um the issue is not to show off my intellectual uh but to make sure that i'm effective and people can understand and then apprehend it and then begin to uh, operate within those uh, principles and when it comes to language, it's, it's, um, it's, I, and I use in the book the Tower of Babel. As long as they spoke the same language, they were able to build the tower. And some would say, that's impossible. How can you build a tower that reaches into heaven? That's crazy. That can, it's impossible. Well, it didn't seem impossible to God. Mm -hmm. right. God says, we had better go down there and do something. <laughs> uh, you know, Ray Ray and Pookie, they're going to be up here in heaven tearing up the gates and trying to pick, you know, cut a piece of the golden road, you know, get put it in their pocket. So, so he's like, we got to go down there and confuse their language. And as such, that's what halted the construction of the tower because they did not know how to communicate to one another. Now, that's a story in biblical history, but it plays out in everyday life that if your husbands and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends and significant others and partners, if they're speaking two different languages, then it's, it's, it's the, the, the defect is built into the lack of communication. Yeah. And I need to throw in parenthetically that it, just because your 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 mouth is moving and there's speech coming out of your mouth does not mean that you're communicating. Communicating is a process whereby you speak your piece and you pause to make sure that the one you're speaking to can repeat back to you exactly what it is you were speaking to them. Now we're communicating. 
Some people say, I told you, and that's what you should have picked up when I told you. Well, it's only because you were speaking. It's a one-sided conversation. Yeah. But if we're going to have true communication, I need to be able to, to speak, pause, let you respond to what I said. Because I, I've discovered I can say one thing to you and tell you, pass it down. You remember when we were kids, say this and pass it down, say this, yeah. pass it down, pass it down. Pass it down to 12 different people. And guess what? By the time it reaches back to you, it's a totally different statement exactly. by, than what you started exactly. out. So just because you're talking does not mean that you're communicating. Pause and make sure that you're speaking in a language that they can understand. Now, if you come from say an affluent background you grew up in the suburbs but somehow you you attracted to the little hot thotty from round the way <laughs> <laughs> now your parents may have something to say about that uh but but you and and initially she encompasses everything you like in a woman she's got the hips tips uh and the lips you know and the eyebrows now you got these big eyebrows and so let's <laughs> not leave out the lashes <laughs> yeah those <laughs> lashes i i had to ring somebody in about those lashes i was like you you moving furniture with those lashes jeez Lisa. so uh but again y you have to learn the bible says if you see that there's some sort of inequity between the two of you then one of you need to be willing to condescend to that level and speak to them not be condescending when you speak but bring down the rhetoric to the level that you can communicate on and in doing so you may be able to elevate the communication of the both of you by being willing to speak to them at the level that they understand now if that screaming and hollering and cussing and fussing then um, it's self-evident that that's going to be a dysfunctional relationship yes 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 yeah. rose a uh, couple of comments and then i have something to okay. say uh dennis morgan says talk pastor norman hey, Teach. don't i know dennis yes he was a member yes of the yes yes <laughs> Uh, he was Deborah Goodman's uncle. Yes, I remember, yes. yeah. And then uh, he also said, you must learn how to love yourself. That's, uh, can I tell you, that's the end all be all. And most people who are Christian think that our responsibility is to love others more than we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the misnomer in the whole mindset of Christians is that we think that humility is somehow you know, um, being able to do for others and neglect ourselves. But I'm of the impression that you can't do for others and you can't give to others what you don't possess. Right. That's true. That doesn't true. make sense. That's true. You know? I thank you for bringing that point out. You know, we're, we're visiting with Reverend Michael C. Norman, and we're talking about his book, 12 Things That Ruin Relationships, A Guide to Knowing When It's Safe to Love. And you can visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of this book. Pastor Norman, what I would like for you to do is to just go over some of the titles in, okay. of the chapters. Because okay. I want the audience to see how thorough you uh, these 12 points are that you're expounding on in the book. Sure, sure. Yeah. So if you allow me to borrow your copy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so for chapter one, this is, is primarily speaking to men and women, but primarily to men, because uh, if you get this, it's entitled Too Physical, Too Fast. Yeah, I like T -O -O -O, that. T-O-O, physical, T-O-O, fast. Too Physical, 
too fast. Because if it's, it's wonderful that if you have a physical attraction, but physical attraction and, and sensuality tends to muddy the waters of relationship. Yes. You know, uh, you can have a relationship that's long standing and never have uh, sexual intercourse, never have sensuality or any of that enter the equation because uh, there are those who are attracted just on mental uh, uh, intelligence. I, there's a term for that, but I've, I forget what it is now. But it's a term that d denotes that they're attracted to intellectual people. And that's, that's without sex even coming into the uh, formula at all. So, being too physical too fast makes your emotions get involved. Yes. And that's really the trap of most women. Women are the one that tends to suffer under this, getting too physical too fast, uh, because then they give too much of themselves and they're emotionally involved yes. before they become intelligently involved. But uh, I'm going to move on to the next one because I know we, are here, uh, we have time constraints here. Yes. Uh, chapter 2, unchecked emotions and baggage. And all, what that really speaks to is when we go into the next relationship, we go into the next without getting over our ex. So what happens is we bring our ex into the next <laughs> and we treat the next as the ex. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Uh, so, so we're still angry at the ex, but we didn't get over our anger and resentment and bitterness before we w plunged into another relationship. And now he or she is wondering, where am I getting all this angst from? I, 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 all I said was, good morning. And you, what you mean, good morning? <laughs> <laughs> what you trying to say? <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, what, what happened? So get over the ex before you go to the next, okay? I like that. Uh, dishonesty and deception. That speaks to itself. Nothing yes. is going to be built with inequality, uh, with dishonesty, dishonesty and deception. Chapter four is jealousy. Jealousy is a, is a fear-based emotion. And all of these tend to be fear-based or emotion, I should, should say, emotion. But jealousy is the greatest of all fears. Mm. You would not think that it is, but jealousy is based on the fear of loss. So if I see my my significant other speaking to another woman, or I'm sorry, if I, my man, my woman is speaking to a, another man, all of a sudden this fear of loss comes over me because he he uh, he possesses all the qualities that I think every woman would like: tall, dark, handsome. And if I see my my woman talking to him, that becomes a threat to me because I'm not tall. I'm shorter than he is and I don't have the good hair as he has. And so I'm jealous of that individual. Um, and worse yet, maybe I'm jealous of my, my significant other. And instead of looking at her or him as an ally, I look at him as an enemy. Yes. And, and trust me, that plays out in every relationship, it has an, a potential to play out because uh, it, when we get into a relationship, my and ours in particular, I was given to my wife. I want to make sure she becomes everything that God has created and designed her to be and not be jealous when she begins to rise up and becomes more familiar and become more famous and have and seemingly more success than I'm having. I've lit literally had women push me out the way. Oh, prophet is raising the Norman. Get out the way, Mr. Norman. Let me get to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> now, I could get jealous and upset about that or I can I can count it as ignorant on their part, but I'm I'm not going to be mad at it. We've had this conversation. I'm like, I'm not going to be mad at them for neglecting or disrespecting me. But if you play into it mm -hmm. and you allow their attitude mm -hmm. to play into you 
and you begin to disrespect me, now we got a problem. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. as long as she's able to say, uh, uh, it just comes with the territory. She can move on. I want to stop you right there because, uh, you, as you guys can hear this, right, wonderful topics throughout the book. Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of the 12 things that ruin relationships. Pastor Norman, yes. we're always very happy when Thank someone you. gives us the opportunity to share their work Thank and you. you're 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 entrusting that in our hands yes that our conversation would be chased to um you know really highlight your book. So thank mm -hmm. you for giving thank us Thank you for that. the opportunity to do and so. And we want to say thank you in our special way. We do it in the person of Rosemary LeGrand. Right. And this is just for you. Words inspiring change. Come Listen on. to this. Bring it, Rosemary. Thank you, Joy. <laughs> the Word of God says in First Corinthians 13, 4-7, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Mm. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and, and endures all things. Child of God, if you want God to be the central in your relationship, you should choose someone who is passionate about following God as well. Amen. Before you start dating anyone, pray that God will help you find the right person. If you're trying to live your life in a way that honors God, it is natural that you want a dating relationship that honors Him as well. To ensure God is, is an important part in your relationship with your partner, choose someone godly. Try to embody God's love in a way that treats each other. And make time to worship together, if you can. If you both put God first, you'll strengthen your relationship with Him while building a deep connection as a couple. Don't just sweep up your emotions or physical attraction. Look for a partner who displays godly qualities like patience, kindness, and humility. So until next time, remember, continue to seek closeness to God in your relationship and avoid behaviors that are considered unholy. May God richly bless you. You know, I think wow. you touched on like every that. chapter of the book. I think so. And <laughs> with everything that you said in that, Rosemary. But one thing that came to my mind, I was at a conference last year, and uh, a panel person said, if you have a list of what you expect in a man, take that same list and look at it and make, see where you fit on that list. True. To True. see where you, where, where you are. So you can't expect somebody to be what, what you're not. not. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And so you running around, like you said, unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. is one of your chapters. Mm -hmm. You want this, 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 and this, 800 credit score, and uh, he got to have his house. And he, mm -hmm. Do you have a house? Do you have an 800 credit score? Right, right. You know, what yes. do you have going on? Mm -hmm. So I want to say to you, take a look and evaluate you. Love you first, Thank but you. then make sure that what you're expecting, Thank that you're as much of that as you would have that person be that you're looking for. And Pastor Francina Norman said, 
Oh, she's there. Yes, she says, hey. awesome book, awesome book. <laughs> Karen Shield says, great words of inspiration, blessings. And <laughs> Unique says, that's my mama, baby, daddy, a.k.a. hubby, <laughs> Francina Norman, <laughs> at Michael Norman. Proud of you, dad, and love you. Love oh, you, too. Lots love of hearts tonight. Lots awesome. of love. One more question for you. And, and again, I can't thank you enough. Pastor Norman, Thank for you. sharing your work with us. Um, the time goes by so fast. This is definitely one show that we would love to repeat. How, but how do you see this particular work making a difference in the lives of your readers? Uh, you said it earlier on that the language that I speak is in such a way we take it out of the heavens and we take it out of the the annals of, of, of erudite, and we make it where people can comprehend. If they can comprehend it, then they can apply it. So, so if that, you read the book, you'll understand every sentence. It's intentionally written in such a way that you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar. You don't have to be a, the Pope to understand it. You, every common man, every common woman can read it, understand it, and then begin to apply it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? There's this thing out here, guys, called Amazon. You have enough time to get this book, take your wife or your hubby out on a Please. really sweet date, yeah. and go over some of the topics in this book and see oh, how yeah. they enlighten your life and what have you. Or a I book club. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just a really good book to have in your repertoire. I loved it, and I wish you much success at the Christian Literary Awards this year with Amen. it. We have to say goodbye, but I want to do uh, say thank you again and ask Rose if we have any final comments. I have a final comment. Yes, ma'am. I and Karen Shield says great words of inspirational blessings. Thank you, Karen. Thank um, you, Karen. I want. I I love these. <laughs> this love language that you pulled from Chapman's mm -hmm. book. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I just have to tell them uh, they are gift giving, acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, and physical touch. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to read you an example of one one of them. What do I do right, huh? Because all I hear is what I do wrong. Mm -hmm. So what you need is some words of affirmation for that relationship. There you go. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. great yeah. note to go out on. Yeah. Listen, guy, we're gonna guys, we're gonna tell uh, Pastor Norman goodbye. But uh, I know we will hear from him please, again soon. Please, let's hear from him again. Please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'd like you to stay tuned because in our second hour, we're closing our books and we've got something really, really special. So give us five minutes to do the switch and come back and join us because we've got some Valentine shenanigans going on in the studio tonight. We'll be back in a few. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is to promote and support Christian literature. If you're an author, contact us at joyandcompany.org. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. And by the way, what are you reading?
Because you are a rock star. Hey, my name is Bird Racket Doll Hunter. I host a Your Voice Matters podcast show live every Wednesday at noon at the Fishbell Studios. We would love for you to come and listen and to learn how to speak up, speak out, and stand in your own power. So be sure to tune in on Wednesdays at noon at Fishbell Studios. Jump in. 
podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880, 817-633-4880, and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at let's talkrelationships.org or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal Get ready. It's coming to the Dallas Metroplex, the MCC Men for the Cause of Christ Conference, February 16th and 17th in Waxahachie, Texas. You won't want to miss this exciting event with keynote speakers, pastor and Bible teacher, Dr. Robert Jeffries, Dr. Galen Clonch, Christian comedian Al Fike, and worship by multi-dove award winner and recording artist Clay Cross. Whether you're single, married, young or old, this conference is for you. Learn what it is to take hold of our God-given place as spiritual leaders of the home. Be the dad, husband, son, and friend God has called us men to be. A life-changing experience you don't want to miss. The MCC Conference, February 16th and 17th. Don't wait. Register today. Seating is limited. Register at brushfire.com forward slash dbf forward slash mcc. That's brushfire.com forward slash dbf forward slash mcc. Or contact us at mcc dot men dot info at gmail.com offering special pastor and student rates the mcc men's conference see you there here's today's stem tip make your selfies look even better with science take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets the wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours learn more at she can stem a message from the ad council Fishbowl Radio Network, Jump in.
kissing me Oh baby, when you're loving me I can't describe what I want to do Hello everyone, welcome to the Review with Joy and Company, where you can always expect the unexpected. I am Rosemary Legrand, and tonight we present Valentine Shenanigans. Hi, I'm Rose Lewis. Coming to you live from Fishbowl Studios, the Valentine Shenanigans, capital of the world. Let's meet tonight's couples. Couple number one is Pastor Albert and LaVon Wilhite. Couple number two is all right, have a seat. How long have you two been married? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you all in your red and he all in his red. Y'all doing this Valentine's <laughs> thing today. <laughs> and we have couple number two, Edgar and Al Janice Clark. <laughs> Tell me how long you two have been married. How long you been married? Thirty nine. Thirty nine years. Woo! Woo! Nice, Woo! nice. Almost a big four. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And now we have our final couple, Talisha and Kenneth. We're going to get these shenanigans going in just a minute. Just bear with us. While she's getting seated, let me tell you about tonight. These unpredictable couples will be competing to win. And here's your host getting ready to come on right now of Valentine's Shigenanigans, the hopeless romantic, <laughs> Joy Lewis.
begin. We're going to say hello to our couples, and let's give our couples a round of applause. Thirty years. We've been yeah, thirty years in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> thirty years. Well, guys, you've met our great couple, so let's discover how well they know each other. Wow. The game is simple. I ask them questions about each other and maybe their relationship also. Every correct answer earns points. And the couple with the most points wins a fabulous second. Honeymoon. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. Woo. <laughs> 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 be fun anyway. Okay. Uh, with the husbands, we're going to seclude you safely off stage. And it's time for some five-point questions. Mm. Husbands, so, so we gotta leave follow them. Rosemary. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Leave the room, please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, Rose is going to uh, write your answers down as we ask the questions. Rose yes. is going to have a seat right here so she has the table to work with. And the first round of questions is question number one to the ladies. <clears throat> okay, we. Mr. Johnson, we're gonna have to get you to clear the room, please. Okay, he was trying to be a gentleman. <laughs> Well, let's visit with our first contestant, contestant mm. number one, Hello. Mrs. Will Hyde. Yes, okay? ma'am. Um, <laughs> would your husband rather have a chauffeur or a personal chef at his disposal? Mm. And I didn't say that word quite right, but will a chauffeur? A chauffeur? Yes. Chauffeur? <laughs> uh, I think chef. I would chef. say chef. Alright, couple number two. Wife number two. Mrs. Clark, would your husband rather have a chauffeur or personal chef? I should have asked questions with words. <laughs> chauffeur. <laughs> would your husband rather have a chauffeur or a personal chef at his disposal? Personal chef. Personal chef it is. And last but definitely not least, couple number three, Mrs. Johnson. Does your husband would your husband prefer a chauffeur or a personal chef at his disposal? I'm gonna say a personal chef, but yeah, we're gonna just stay right there because <laughs> you know he would like a chauffeur, you know, right now because he's like. I'm tired. I'm tired of driving, but I'm going to say a chef. You're going to go with the chef? I'm going to go with the chef. Yeah. Yes, it is. We got these answers recorded, Rose. Yes, we do. All right, then. Well, ladies, we're going to bring your husbands back in. Uh, 
Yeah, you got to do more questions. Do, oh, we do have to do more. Well, yeah, we do have to do more questions. I'm sorry. You're such a hopeless romantic. You got so excited. There's not a man on set, George. There's only couples here tonight. Oh, so my God. All day. All day. <laughs> okay, calming down here. Um, second question for round one. Miss Wilhelm. Yes. What reality or TV sitcom show would most would your husband most likely be on? None. <laughs> None. Not near one. None. Okay. He can't stand him. No. Okay. Well, Mrs. Clark, what about your husband? What reality or TV show sitcom? Would your husband most likely be on? Mm. Probably the one with Steve Harvey, um, whatever that is. The, um, Can you be a little more specific for it? Is it um, Family Feud? Hmm. Family Feud? Family Feud? Mm -hmm. Okay, with Steve Harvey. Yeah, All thank right. Thank you. <laughs> and it's on you now, Mrs. Clark. What reality or TV show <coughs> sit down comedy or or whatever reality show will your husband most likely be on? The Cosby Show. The Cosby <laughs> Show. Okay. Question number three in round one. Miss Wilhite. <laughs> Who was your husband's Celebrity crush. Oh my goodness. Oh my. <laughs> he never talked about celebrity. <laughs> Who is your husband's celebrity crush? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. She's <laughs> the music on herself. Oh my gosh. Who could I say? Um. Mm. No answer? No, no, one. no one? He's not really talked about one. <laughs> All right. So we'll go with, we'll none. Go with none. And then it's Mrs. Clark. What, who is your husband's celebrity crush? I guess I would say Holly Berry. Ah, okay. Mm. That came out really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miss Johnson, who is Mr. Johnson's celebrity crush? I would like Miss Wilhite now. He's never talked about it. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about it, but I'm just trying okay. to think which one. Oh, to choose. What he would say. Oh, yes. God. Um, I want to say Jasmine Guy. Jasmine mm, that's Guy. nice. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, ladies, that concludes our questions for round one. We're going to bring these anxious husbands back out and see just how well they answer the
And, well, we got several, but because we deal with married couples, ours is always be a friend mm, and always re- respect each other. Yeah. And that's what, that, that is ours, definitely. what you're going to say mm. question number one to couple number one mm. all right mr will height mm. number one mm. would right. you rather have a chauffeur or a personal chef at your disposal oh i would say personal chef. Uh, i mean personal chef personal chef Chef, yay! Five points. You just gained five points. Question number one to the Clarks. Mr. Clark, would you rather have a chauffeur or a personal chef? Chef. Chef it is. Let's see what your wife said. (laughs) Chef, yay! And lastly, here we go with question number one. For the Johnsons, Mr. Johnson, would you rather have a chauffeur or a personal chef? Now, I'm going to say a chauffeur. That's simply because I drive all the time. (laughs) And I'll be like, baby, I need some help. (laughs) But it's okay. But she probably said chef, but I'm going to say chauffeur. You're going to say chauffeur. Okay. Ms. Johnson, what's that answer? Turn it. She said chef. (laughs) But she did say chef, but to your uh, comment, she said exactly what you did, that you drive all the time. Exactly what you said. All the time, all the time. Question number two. Couple number one. Who was Mr. Wilhite? Your who is your celebrity crush? No, number two was uh uh-uh, uh. It was the sitcom. The sitcom. Yeah, oh, that number two is the sitcom. You're right. I, excuse me, I went too fast here. All right. Question number two: What reality TV show sitcom would you most likely be on? Yes. What sitcom would you most likely be on? I'm just going off the top of my head. I'll say Martin. Martin. (laughs) 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 And what did your wife say? She said reality. Oh, reality. Yeah. Or sitcom. 
I thought Martin, but I said no. Nah, well, you know, they none. So what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's reality, reality or t oh. TV show. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, no. Yeah, either yeah, or. Yeah, either either or. Reality, I show wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said. All yeah. right, couple number two. What reality or TV sitcom show would you be on, Mr. Clark? I'm just gonna go with what we watch a lot. I'm gonna say uh, King of Queens. King of Queens, and the answer your wife gave was Family Feud. She said anything Steve Harvey. Oh wow! And our third couple is going to answer this question: What reality or TV show sitcom would you most likely be on, Mr. Johnson? I like that smile. I'm gonna go old school. Okay, I'm gonna go old school and say Good Times. Good Times. What did you put? You got to turn, the it, turn show. it around. The Cosby show. show. The Cosby Show. Okay. So nobody got no points on that. Last question in round one for the men. Who was or is your celebrity crush? Mr. Wilhite. Celebrity? Your celebrity crush. Gentlemen, you cannot give the answer. Please, yes, okay. we have to do that. Couple number two. <laughs> All right, Mr. Clark, who is your celebrity crush? Well, I, I tell you, that's tough. I, I just say since we, I, I'm gonna say Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Halle Berry. All right. And our last question to the last couple for round number one is Mr. Johnson, who is your celebrity crush? You know, I'm going to stay safe and just say none. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Jasmine Guy. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for playing round one. But Rose, can you update the couples on their scores? Okay, we have the we have the Wheel Heights with ten points. We have the Clarks with five points. And we have the Johnsons with no points. And you may need a ride home, Mr. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to let the reunion go out.
welcome back to Join Company's Valentine Shenanigans. We hope you made it through that first round with the women, and now round one with the men. Oh and you know what? We're having so much fun here. Do you guys mind if we just get on a first name basis? That's fine with me. Fine with you? Yeah. I'm all right. You good? I'm good. You good? Well, then I'm glad you're good because you're up first, Albert. <laughs> Maybe I'm not good. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Oh, as Lord. a lover, oh. as a lover, would your wife say you are a tiger, a cuddle, cuddly bear, or a timeless romantic? Oh, boy. I would say timeless romantic. Couple number two, husband number two, Edgar, would your wife say you are, as a lover, a tiger, cuddly bear, or a timeless romantic? Tiger. Tiger, all right. <laughs> Make it plain, man. And Kenneth, would your wife say you are a tiger, cuddly bear, or a timeless romantic. Well, what time frame are we talking about? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, she got to put some qualifiers on this now, huh? <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> got to remember, we years in. Yeah, we got to time to this thing. That's right. So, so what, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, as adults, as what age dispensation are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, going to say that it, it, it went from the beginning up until now. So. Well, Almost they say forget it. Just was it hopeless or, or that romantic timeless, part? Timeless, timeless yeah, romantic. Yeah, yeah. Thirty years time served in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> timeless romantic. Okay. <laughs> timeless romantic. Okay. All right, well, right now I'm going to give you guys a break. We're gonna make this one nice and easy. Okay. Oh, wow. Question number two, Albert. Uh oh. What is your wife's favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, making this easy for you. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> so you say. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's different things. I'm I'm just go out here on the limb and I'm just say red. Red. Oh. All right, on a limb, it's red. On a limb. Edgar, what's your wife's favorite color? No question, red. Red. Question. <laughs> <laughs> All Ooh. right, Kenneth, it's on uh. you. Question number two. What is your wife's favorite color? Okay, I'm going to say, uh, what do you call it? Fuchsia? Fuchsia? Fuchsia. There Fuchsia? is that such a color. Yeah. One more question for you, husbands. Um, now, this one's going to be a little challenging. I thought this was Where enough. did you mm. go on your first date? Albert, where did you go on your first date? 
That is a very good question. Yes, <laughs> OMG. That is a very good question. And you know, you go first, so I'm the next week we're gonna mix this up because they get time to think, and yeah, I'm giving right, you a exactly. little time. Yeah, y'all keep I'm, I'm giving you a little time to <laughs> think. You, you here. me, you get put me on the spot. Oh, I'm, the, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have one. to have you back. <laughs> That's right. But I'm so look, we're giving him just a little bit time to think. I hope he's I using the time wisely. Come on, Albert. Where did you guys go on your first date? I think the first date we went out for, we was out, we went for a drive in my Mustang. Oh, all right. <laughs> I like that. Let me see if she remembers that. We went for a drive in my Mustang. Yeah, first wow. date, driving the Mustang. Okay, Eckert, it's on you. Where did you and Al Janice go on your first date? We met at a concert, Angela Bofield. Wow. Whoa. Oh, Angela cool. both. So you, that was your first date. That's, yeah, she can't say nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> See, then, I, wherever we went after that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You ready for this one, Kenneth? Not really, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Give it a shot. Where did you and Talisha go on your very first date? I'm gonna say a a post teen debutante that she uh, asked me to. Escort her too. Oh, yeah, all so that right. was an official dress up type thing. That's uh, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there you have it. Our guys in round one have given their answers, and we're going to bring the wives back on. And we'll see how well the guys have fared with their questions okay. and answers. Um, while we're waiting for our wives to come back in, um, Edgar. Do you guys have, or do you personally have, a marriage mantra? Family that prays together, stay together. I love it. The family that prays together, stays together. Isn't it so cool how we're getting really good nuggets from seasoned married couples? We're doing Valentine's shenanigans tonight because it's the week of love. Wishing you and all of the couples out there a wonderful, wonderful, happy Valentine's Day. Our ladies are, are taking their time coming in, but we're going to get them in here and well, get them that's not seated. A for everyone. Huh? That's not for everyone. What's well, not for everyone? No. Well, everyone eventually is going to oh, answer okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> you think I was signaling you out? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's called a filibuster. I'm just trying to fill in some time while we're bringing okay. the ladies right. in. Ladies, if you would take your place behind or on side of your husbands, we've got some questions for you to answer. All right. Now, Hey. I don't know. Question number one. We're going to ask the question number one. We're switching it up a little bit, giving everybody a little equal time. So, Edgar, you're up first. Algenis, as would you say, as a lover, your husband is a tiger? A cuddly bear or a timeless romantic? <laughs> okay, he's putting his hand down on this. <laughs> a tiger? I show the audience 
what was it? A tiger. Get a little applause in here. Oh All right, we're back at you, Albert. Lavanda, would you say, as a lover, your husband is a tiger, a cuddly bear, or a timeless romantic? Timeless romantic. Timeless romantic. And what did do 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 a cuddly bear or a timeless romantic? I want to say a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing him, he'd probably say a cuddly bear. So your answer is? <laughs> your, no. You are not a timeless romantic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a timeless romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I think Rosemary hit it on the nail when she introduced the show and said, "You never know what's going to happen here on the review." Well, that concludes round two. Oh no, round oh, no. one. Question. And oh, we, got two, we got, questions. got two more questions. Two we got two more questions. I don't know why I'm rushing this thing. I don't know. She I don't know. She's smart. She better get it. She better go get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like it's going downhill. <laughs> Well, I'm about to bring it back up. We've got two more questions. I think this question comment from Talisha kind of threw me off here, right? <laughs> question number two. All right. Um, Kenneth, it's on you. What, Talisha, what is your favorite color? Now, don't lift the card up until after the answer goes forth. Purple. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to leave. <laughs> no, I ain't fuchsia. Oh, no, fuchsia. He said it was fuchsia. Kenny, I got plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got plenty of room. I can take you home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, sleep in your garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mercy. Uh, oh. It's your turn. Edgar thought he knew this right away. Yeah, you so said her favorite color. Her yeah. favorite color. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite? All right. Red. And last for question number two, Miss Lavanda. What is your favorite color? I don't have one. You don't have one. That's your answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. You wear the light. <laughs> 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 well, we're going to move right along to question number three in this round. So, Lavanda, I liked your answer. We'll start off with you first. <laughs> now, this is a good one. Okay. 
where did you and Albert go on your first date? And she laughs. I love these timekeepers. I feel like if she say that, you gotta give us an answer because it started out somewhere where did you guys go on your first date Oh, wow. Wow. Driving around. And what? In his Mustang. That's <laughs> <laughs> answer. Show your answer. Driving around in your Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you were stressing Edgar over here. So, <laughs> so, Al Janice, bring it on. Where do you and Edgar go on your first date? Angela Bowfield Yeah. 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 All right, Talisha, we're going to try this one more time in this round, okay? <laughs> one more time. You don't want to? Well, you just hang out with us a little while longer. <laughs> Where did you and Kenneth go on your first date? And the pressure is on. <laughs> I want you to make sure you speak into this <laughs> mic, too. I want everybody yeah, to like be you, sure like that you do your podcast. Is. Speak into the mic, please. <laughs> Forget y'all. <laughs> um, oh, man. Our very first date. Norm's restaurant? No. Show them. No. He got to show the answer. No, it was a deputant. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I only got room for one. Y'all flip a coin, which one's gonna be? I love it. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Now I can say it right. This concludes round one. Our questions. We're gonna let Rose update everybody on our couple scores. Here we go, Rose. What are they looking like? Uh, we have twenty points for wow. the wheel heights. Wow. We got 20 points for the Clarks. Oh. And the Johnsons. <laughs> Do we have to say it? You have to just say And the Johnsons. And the Johnsons. Give a round of applause to the Johnsons. Just give them a round of applause to the Johnsons. give the Johnsons and all three of our couples a, t a chance to gain more points and to catch up on oh. points. So oh, we're going to ask the men to leave the oh. table. Wait a minute. Again? Yes. Get up and go. We're going to do one more round of this. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Guys, follow Rosemary. 
You're tuned in to the Review with Joy and Company. We closed our books tonight to have a little Valentine shenanigans. We're visiting with three couples. One has been married 15 years. One has been married 39 years. And our third couple has been married 30 years. And we're discovering how much they really know about each other. Uh-huh. You need some time, okay? So, Algenese, we've got a uh, question on the table. Do you have or a marriage mantra for your family? Yes. I think you need to speak oh, into the mic. Praying together, stay together. There you Pr- go. Praying together, staying together. And uh, how does that work, and, and, and what does that look like for your family? For my family, it looks like... Um, I pray over my husband in the morning. Time I wake up, I pray over, I rub his feet. <laughs> and even okay. when I'm upset with him, then I have to really make myself mm-hmm. uh, speak love over him. Yes. And uh, and then when I'm upset, he prays over me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how we balance it out. But we, right. we, we try to pray together every day. Yes. This Amen. is wonderful. After Amen. 39 years. Yes, yes. I've been married 39 years. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what I'm loving? You, you, you look, all of you ladies look so beautiful tonight, oh, you know. You. But I'm yeah. loving that 39 years yeah. and to see you talk about your family mm-hmm. mantra you. with yes. your husband. Yes. You're blushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you blush yeah. and I love it because yeah. it's Valentine's shenanigans, you guys. And this week should be all about love uh, showing yes. that very special person in your life how much you care about them yeah. how much you love them and making that special effort one thing that i'm seeing is that these couples have their mantra they know what they're building the foundation that they're building their marriage on mm-hmm. i don't think we asked you uh, lavanda about your family or your hu- your you and your husband's marriage mantra okay um, and it's Levon Will Hyde. Levon. And I'm saying Lavanda. Forgive me, Levon. Everything but Levon. <laughs> <laughs> all good. That was all good. Um, I'll just stick to it to We like how, um, you know, our grandfather and our grandmothers, no matter what came, come, go, good, bad, rich, poor, sickness, health, they stuck together with the Lord as their foundation for those that were spiritual. So yes. that was that's our mantra, stick to it in this. No matter come what may, we're going to stick together. We're going to work this thing out. Yes. We're going to pray this thing out. Yes. Amen. So, yes. And Amen. that's in 15 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. So were there ever times where, you, from your perspective, mm-hmm. you were like, this is it. I'm not going to be able <laughs> to stick this out. Um, I don't know, Lord, what are you going to do? Because I'm throwing my hands up. I'm done. Um, we're a blended family. Yes. And so dealing with his ex's family, I was like, I ain't signed up for this. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they were coming at me crazy. And I'm trying to love on and help him raise the children. And it was just crazy for a minute until with much prayer, fasting, and perseverance, and determination that we're not going to let that disturb what we're building because we came together because we wanted family, we wanted Christ, and that's how we were building, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we were determined that 
we're not going to let anything turn us around. And so we got focused and we continued to build, continued to raise the children in spite of the shenanigans. But yeah, I said, I'm not, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Wait a minute, Lord, you didn't tell me this because the Lord told me about him. Yes. And so, but you know, he didn't tell me everything. Of course, he don't tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, Lord, I, 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 I didn't sign up for this. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, there may be a lot of people <coughs> under the sound of our voice mm-hmm. that are experiencing that because yeah. blended families are on thing. the rise. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost, you know, I don't want to give out the statistics behind it because I don't know it. Mm-hmm. But we do know that blended families are on the rise. Yes. And that does take some different approaches Mm -hmm. to making the family work work. but let me tell you yes everything is sweet now oh (laughs) i love that everything is sweet now there was an incident where me and the kid's mother were um into an altercation kind of sort of yeah and the lord wouldn't let me go forward he stopped me I, i literally she jumped in my face, and I literally went to hit her. Yeah. But I tell you, God held my fist. I no. was like this. Uh-huh. And I've, I've had him interacting with me, stopping me from doing things, and that was one Till now she and I have a beautiful relationship. Wow. That's a blessing. Wow. Because Amen. had that happened, you know, that would have been That would not have been good. would have been nice. And beautiful, you know, because that that is real. Mm-hmm. What you just shared with us is real talk, yes, reality, yes. not yes, a sitcom. Yes. But mm-hmm. this is something real that real life that yeah. blended and families have to yeah, go through. And what it was, she wasn't used to him moving forward because they've always break up, get back, break up, get back, break up, get back. And this time he was like, I want the Lord and I want a family. And he moved forward. And she was not used to that. And it, it just disrupted her. Yes. yes. But her mother accepted me before she did. Yes. And so that even made it worse for her because her mom was like, we're family. And we were called into a meeting, which is why she was upset. Because yes. when she walked in the house and saw me there, she was like, what is she doing here type thing? You know. Mm, so, yes. Yeah. Well, we've got a game to pursue here, (laughs) and we've got some more questions for you guys. So this is our last round, round number two. Ladies, give it your... Uh Well, I'm counting the wife and the husband as one round. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because we're going to move on, but we're going to have another break, and I've got a special question for you. But it was very, very much needed. Yes. Everything. everything. Yes. yes. And somebody listening out there may be a blended family that and needs don't to know, know how to do that it. That when you restrain and let God prevail, come on now. <laughs> that's when things work out. Yeah. It's going to be positive. Yeah. Just be who God called you to be. Yeah. And right. everything else has to come in order. All right. Because it, it says. You walk in the room, you call what the room going to be. Yes. <laughs> you bring the atmosphere in. Yes. And that's what you did. Yes. Thank you. Ooh. And yes, we do have a preacher on staff yes, here. You do. <laughs> Amen. I'm loving this. It's Valentine's Shenanigans here on The Review with Joy and Company. We're going to get ready to set off our round two with the wives, questions to the wives <laughs> oh about their husbands. And here we go. Mm-mm. 
I love this question. I love it. Levon, uh, let me see what you do with this question. <laughs> Finish this sentence. I wish my husband would pay as much attention to me as he does his finish the question car all right we're gonna move this one car. pretty quick yeah. all right Algenese, finish this sentence i wish my husband would pay as much attention to me as he does his football sports Mm. All right, that came out really quick. <laughs> and now, Delisha, it's your turn. Finish this question, this sentence. I wish my husband would pay as much attention to me as he does his his charts and his his what do you call it? Investments. Oh, oh, his investments. investments. Okay. All right, ladies, questions number two. Let's see if they roll off as quickly as our first question did this round. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> How long will your husband say it takes you to get <laughs> ready to go out? 15 minutes? An hour? Or three hours. <laughs> Ooh, so, Algenis, I'm asking you first. How long will he say? Three hours. <laughs> Levon? Three. <laughs> I don't need to read it again. And last one, Miss Alicia? Three. Three hours. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. We didn't say that they were right. We <laughs> said what they were saying. Yes, <laughs> it's not true at all. I think I've gotten better. Maybe cutting down to like two. Miss <laughs> <laughs> oh Talisha. Yes, ma'am. Third question. Mm -hmm. What is the best gift your spouse mm. gave you, and why? Just a little snippet of why. The best gift my husband gave me was when he bought me my truck. Oh. And it was the best gift because not only did I need it, but it was nice and I was able to sit up high. So it was a great gift. Mm. That okay. That was the best gift. Ms. Levon, what mm. is the best gift your husband gave you and why? Well, we just recently went to Aruba, and he paid for most of that. Oh, so, oh, wonderful! Christmas. A nice yeah. vacation yeah. to yeah. Aruba. Yeah. Al Janice, you ready for this one? Yes. What is the best <laughs> gift your husband gave you, and why? I would say my car because we always had family cars, and he told me to go buy whatever I wanted, Aww. and yes. it was no stress. It no stay buy what I want. Easy. Yes. That was my car. Easy. And you, did you know what you wanted? Were you? No, I didn't. I was so <laughs> confused. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, a, a rigmarole that you had to go through to pick out the right car? Yes. Yeah? I love it. I love it. Well, ladies, we're going to bring your husbands back in and see how well they answer these questions.
Okay. Oh, no. We can. We can definitely do it. While your husbands are coming in, mm -hmm. ladies, this is going to be the bonus question okay. in case we have to break a tie. Mm. We're going to pass out a piece of paper to you, and we want you to t tell us what you think your ending score will be. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's just go with the game. Let's go with the game. Well All right, gentlemen, you're back in the studio with us. Your wife has, your wives have been asked three very interesting questions, I might add. Yeah. And the questions are from your perspective. So answer them from your perspective. And uh, Victor, I'm not sure if the guys are getting a good volume. So, guys, if you can, yeah, get kind of close to those mics. All right, we'll start off with not Mr. Albert, that's for certain. <laughs> We're going to start off with Kenneth with our question number one. Finish this sentence. I wish my husband would pay as much attention to me as he does his <laughs> you're looking like you want to whisper I, I hope you guys see this face <laughs> amazing uh, trading <laughs> let's see the answer please yeah It's your turn. Finish this sentence, please. I wish my husband would pay as much attention to me as he does his. This is so easy. It, okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> you didn't say it. Uh oh. My phone. His phone. And, and the true. answer is. Uh, but, your, but your phone. Oh, the, show it to the audience. The answer was oh, sports. Okay. All right, Mr. Albert, here we go. You're up next. Finish this sentence. I wish my husband. And, and, and might I add that for the first time, she did not hesitate with this answer. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I wish my husband would pay as much attention to me as he does his make sure the audience sees it oh is car she I got it up <clears throat> all right guys question number two let's go back to edgar how long will you say it takes your wife <laughs> to get ready to go out 15 minutes, an hour, or three hours? I would say an hour. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it around. Oh, three oh, hours. Oh, 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 I started to say three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Albert, how long? Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth, <laughs> <laughs> they heard you. <laughs> 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 
question for the husbands is, Kenneth, what is the best gift you gave your wife? From her perspective, what do you think she thinks is the best gift you ever gave her? <laughs> I love this laugh. <laughs> Eek. Eek. It's easy. It's easy. It's really easy. Really, um, now wait a minute. No talking. No. No. <laughs> you don't tell you can't cheat. Okay. Uh, me? Yes. The best <laughs> gift that you me? gave. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we going to play some music on me. We're going to play some music on me. What's the best gift you've ever given your wife from her perspective? Because you got us thinking that you've never given her anything, and I know better than that. Amen. <laughs> Children? <laughs> I'm going to give you keys to my car. You Good can, God. <laughs> I'm going to give you keys to my car, and you just go home. <laughs> Tanisha, what's the best gift he's ever given you? My truck, my car, my sitting up. You know that. <laughs> All right. Sure. Our third question goes to Mr. Albert. What is the best <laughs> gift that was you've given your spouse? <laughs> okay. Give I don't reason I'm hesitating because I mean, I, I've, I've done a lot. So trying to pick... One that that just tickled her the most, the one that y she was just tickled by. Mm -hmm. I can't even think of it. I don't know. All right. I I don't know. Okay. What was no the answer? answer? No answer. No I, answer. I don't know. I've done a, I've done I've done a lot, so I don't know which I don't know which one, because a lot of them. Are. Okay. Yeah, for her. Hi. That's great. Just give one. You might get it. I don't know. I, I think probably the, the, the best thing that I, that I probably did was uh, counsel her um, a family relationship. Okay. That's a good as answer. A, as far as with, with her but, LaVon, is that what, the what, right what? answer? Oh, Show our honors. Oh, ah. yes. Yes. That yes. was a good gift. All right, and we've got one more, right? Uh, have every, has everyone answered yeah, Edgar? Yeah. I know it's one of two things <laughs> that she would say. I, I, I don't think I can think of. And y'all no time. I, I'm just going to go with the most recent thing. I'm going to say her car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, we're going to get you seated, and we're going to ask you some questions, but we're going to move this as quickly as we can, Ms. Rosemary, because I'm looking at the time, and we've got one more to finish this round and then our bonus round. While you're moving out, Rose, let's share our couple scores. Okay, we have the Will Heights with 25 points. 
We have the Clarks with 25 points. And we have the Johnsons with 10 points. Well, it's still anybody's game. So, guys, we want you to put your heads on tight. We've got a few more questions, three oh. more questions. Oh, and so put your thinking caps on. We need another chair. Oh, he's coming. And uh, we're going to, for time's sake, move this right along. We'll start off with couple number one, Albert. Okay. I love this. Okay, you got to think about this now. Oh, Jesus. Complete this sentence. I knew I had found the love of my life when she. Now, <clears throat> because it's Valentine's Day, guys, I want you to answer this question from your perspective. You know, you knew you had found the love of your life when your wife did what? When she... Mm. Lord help. <laughs> 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 That's a good thing to call on the Lord. It, yeah, it is. That's Ooh, Jesus. I knew she was the one when she did... Um, I'm going to I'm I'm going to say from my perspective, I knew she was the one when uh, she said that she would marry me. Oh, when she said I will, yes. I love it, Edgar. You knew. But I wish it was flipped. I could easily, if it was, if it was her, I could answer that. But. <clears throat> You knew you had found the love of your life when she. Loved my family. When she loved your family. That's good. That's good. Kenneth, you knew you had found the love of your life when she. Rolled down the window to her car. And I said, praise the Lord, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> okay, we've got a couple more questions on the table. Has number one, no, question number two, Mr. Albert, has your wife ever cried during a movie oh yes all right i'm giving y'all a break here edgar yes <laughs> and absolutely <laughs> excuse me question baby. number three she's a cry baby she is all right i am too <laughs> <laughs> okay well we're gonna have to make this one a little harder Which one of you is the biggest procrastinator? Mr. Albert? Oh, my wife. <laughs> he said that quick. Procrastinator? Which one of you is the biggest procrastinator? 
She, she'll probably say me. You, okay, yeah. and Kenny. Yeah, she'll say me. All right, let's yeah. go get those ladies out. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, this is our last round. Your wives are going to re rejoin you, and they'll answer these questions. And um, I tried to spice them up a little bit, diversify a little bit, so that you have a win, <coughs> a chance to increase your scores. But we're winding down, and uh, we're going to go through these answers quickly because we are quickly running out of time. Guys, you've tuned in to the Review with Joy and Company, and we've got some Valentine shenanigans going on. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying yeah. watching it because we're having a lot of fun here on set. So wishing you and our couples a very happy Valentine's Day. It's all about the love. We're going to get these wives in here and get their questions answered. <laughs> three more questions and the first one is a little tricky so I really want you to open your ears and think about these questions that we're asking the first round it's another complete this sentence okay so I'm going to say the question and give you about three seconds to think about it, Miss LaVon. Because when you go up first, you have to be on the spot. And they have a lot of time to think about things. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, complete this sentence. And this is your husband saying this. So you're completing <laughs> your husband's sentence. This is what he's saying about you. About you. I knew... I had found the love of my life oh, wow. when she could pray, woman of God. When he just found out what a good woman of God you were and that you were a praying woman of God. Yeah. It's all about the prayer. Uh, Albert, what was their answer? When she said she would marry me. When she, when you said I will, I do. <laughs> oh, when you said yes, <laughs> that was sweet though. You gotta give him that, right? That was sweet. Yeah. All right, Miss Algenese, complete this sentence. I knew, and this is your husband speaking. I knew I had found the love of my life when she.
Do we even need to show it? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Love to my family. When oh. you accepted his family. Oh, <laughs> I, I love these endearing answers, guys. I think you, you're getting some points. They might not be on this show tonight, but y'all got to go home. Y'all better hold on to this this question. This could be your ace. Yes, intended. All right, Kenneth. <laughs> Miss, Mr. Kenneth, oh, no, 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 Miss Talisha, complete this question. I, your husband is saying, I knew I had found the love of my life when she. I guess when I say yes. I have to take Levon's answer when I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. Mr. Kenneth, when did you know that? When you, when you wrote down the window and I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> 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 said, praise the Lord. I knew you was my husband. I didn't know you knew I was your wife. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to keep, uh, keep going with this one. Um, Talisha, has your husband, have you ever cried during a movie? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your answer, Kenneth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yes. all right. Yeah. Uh, Al Janice, have you ever cried during the movie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, like and Miss yes. LaVon, have you ever cried during a movie? Most definitely. I gave y'all that, that hard, that hard question yeah. that y'all can take it home and work it. Y'all, 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 y'all can take that home tonight and work with it. But I came back and everybody's got a score on the board. Yeah. This is the last and final question, Miss Algenice. Which one of you is the biggest procrastinator? You or Edgar? Yeah. Edgar. Yeah. What you say, Mister Edgar? Me. Me and up All right. Levon, which one of you is the biggest procrastinator? Is that? Oh, she put on my name, but I said I did say she, I did say her. But my name on there. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, I did say her. Yeah, oh, he, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. And um Mr. Kenneth. Miss Talisha, Miss Talisha, which one of you is Ken. the <laughs> <laughs> Wow, she ran that off of there real quick. <laughs> All right, well, we're running shy on time. We're going to let Miss Rose give us our final scores. And if we don't have a tie, we're going to skip the bonus round because of time. What do we have, Miss Rose? The Wheel High Tab, 35. The Clarks have 35, and the Johnsons have 20. Okay. Okay. For the tiebreaker, uh, just tell me, y'all get together, the two of you, and tell me what you think your – oh, you already know, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I know a question we can ask. Let 
We can't oh. do it because we, we don't have them. They, they in the room. Ah, that's oh. right, that's right. But one of us need to leave? Yeah, the yeah, men leave and we got a question for the women that'll break the tie. Oh, okay. All right. Miss Algenice, if your spouse was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire mm. and had to phone a friend, who would he call? Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. The that's the question. <laughs> that that's the it. Question. Is that it? Yes, me. that's the question. Mm. Me. Okay, All right. Okay, LaVar, mm. if your spouse was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and had to phone a friend, who would he call? His mama. His oh, mama. <laughs> Bring those men back in. I hope you ladies are confident about your answers because this is the tiebreaker. Guys, we're winding down our Valentine's shenanigan with our tiebreaker question. We had a tie between Mr. and Mrs. Wilhite and Mr. and Mrs. Clark. We're going to ask these husbands the question. We ask their wives. And the one who gives us the right answer is our number one winner of the Valentine shenanigans game. All right. Oh, we're going to have to uh, go out again. Draw straws. <laughs> Everybody cross your fingers. No more times. All right. Mr. Ecker, here's your question. I lost it. <laughs> If you were a guest on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and had to phone a friend, oh who would you call? If I'm on, who I have to phone a friend. Yes. Who wants to be a millionaire? Rose. You would call Rose. And she said you called her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give it to her. Show it to the audience. No, I didn't give it to her. Yeah, you she said, she said she would call 
You, he said, she said you would call her. her. Uh -huh. But then after she said it, she said he'd probably call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Albert, you got a chance to take home a grand prize. You won't be going on a second honeymoon, but you'll be happy. If you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and had to phone a friend, who would you call? <laughs> uh, the only somebody I would say would be Daniel. Daniel, no. Okay. That's a tie again. That's we got a tie again. You said you'd call your mama. <laughs> I know. You'll go with everything. You two guys leave out again, and we're going to get another question. Yeah. Right yeah, real quick. Don't even go all the way to the room. We're going to be really quick. Stand right up here and listen. Take them to the room, bro. Don't take them to the room. Guys, we've got another tie. Woo. We said that. Yes, we did. <laughs> and we need a good question this time. That was a good question. Yeah, it was. It was. I just didn't get it. <laughs> I can answer for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you still getting all your favorite food? Uh, favorite oh, dish. your favorite musician? Favorite dish? We'll probably get that. Okay. That's so easy. While they're out, I mean, we're going to give y'all two questions, really. Uh, give them that one and uh, <coughs> give them this one first. Okay. What would your husband, who, who would your husband want to meet in person? If there's anybody, politicals, you know, p personal, um, Celebrity-wise, any who who would he like to sit down and meet in person? <laughs> Al Denise. All right, we're coming up with well, this one. Okay, this. who's the better driver? You or your husband? Okay. All right, Albert. Albert. Okay. That's, yeah, that's kind of too easy. Yeah. yeah okay. Easy. Uh, what is what? his favorite food? Food. Yeah, favorite, favorite something. What is his favorite food? Mexican. Mexican. Okay. And what is Al's? What is Mexican. Mexican too. Okay. All right, bring them in. in. Like favorite musician, favorite group, something. Favorite music genre, something. That's a good question. What did we ask? What did we ask them? Victor's ready for us. That, that's our cue, guys. Yeah, we we have to get this ending really, really good. What is your favorite type of food to eat, Edgar? 
Wait a minute, I was first a minute ago. You were? Okay, <laughs> I, I'll change it then. Okay, Mr. Albert, what is your favorite type of food to eat? Mexican. Mexican it is. Mexican is the right answer. Okay. You know Barbecue. Huh? Oh! oh. Wow. We got a winner. We <laughs> well, guys, we got a winner, and no, we're not giving them a second honeymoon trip we've got some grand prizes for our couples i want to thank you guys y'all yeah. were a lot of fun for joining us tonight